welcome to the Our Random Points of View podcast, also affectionately known as Orpov to its friends. Your hosts, James and Simon, are ready to go. So without further ado, enjoy this episode of Orpov. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Our Random Points of View. As usual, my name is James and I am here, and Simon is here as well. Hola. There he is, and uh, Simon. Let's let's just get straight into this one, right? Is there well, something? How's twenty twenty two been so far? <laughs> Magnificent, mate. <laughs> is there something you want to tell the the listeners about what you've been through in the last couple of weeks? That is, you know, something they might themselves have experienced or or potentially well, I, not. See, I don't want to be kind of egging it like that, man. It's just it's something that happened, and you know, you have to, you know, deal with it and get on with it. And what is that thing? Um. I cancelled my tickets for Liam Gallagher. Oh man! No, of course You're probably I heartbroken. I would be, but I haven't. No, um, I have uh, just. I would. I want to say recovered, but I don't know if that's completely true. But I'm reasonably recovered from having um, COVID nineteen, the Omicron variant, or at least what I would imagine was the Omicron variant. Yeah, is there a way for them to tell if you had the Omicron variant? Probably if um, they did the, what's it, the genome uh, sequencing from uh, your PCR test and stuff like that, but yeah. other than that, not not really, I don't think. So in other words, they just tell you you've got COVID-19, but they don't know what variant it is, is that kind of what well, in, in Well, in other words, you, you send away your test, um, well, you, you get your, your lateral flow thing, you stick it up your nose 15 minutes later, if that, it tells you that. Um, you're positive or negative. Um, if um, you then require to get the the higher quality test and have it sent away, and get that sent over, you stick that down your throat, up your nose, send it away, and then as being a, a classified as a key worker, you get that back within 24 hours. And then from there, it just says, look, you've got it. Um, and as such, um, you may have been infectious at this point. Um, But, you know, you've got the need to to self-isolate, which, to be honest with you, I mean, if if you're getting, if you have the thing and um, you uh, don't feel the need to self-isolate because you're feeling bad, you know, feeling rough, then clearly there's something wrong with you, which is kind of where the infection has kind of come in from myself is that, you know, there was a gathering which I wasn't at. It wasn't a work event. Maybe it was a work event. I'm not sure. Um, it's certainly nobody told me it was a party, but there was a gathering where someone um, did have, um, turns out that someone had um, the infection. Uh, we got told the day after um, that they had it. And as such, from that point, it was like, well, do you know what? Let's play it safe. Let's just stay in the house anyway, in case anything does develop, and then kind of go from there. And as it turned out, um, in my household, kind of each of us kind of went down with it at at different points. Now, I'm guessing at least one of those uh, infections there came directly from that um, gathering at that point. And then from there, um, the other kind of couple of us in the household, certainly kind of secondary from the um, the original person in our household that became uh, infected themselves. I mean, certainly I would have been a secondary infection because I, like I say, I genuinely wasn't there um, when this had all taken place. And you, you yourself, you'll know this because we were actually recording episodes at that point. 
I know nothing. <laughs> you do. I, I don't know. You know I don't know for sure. Uh, but I believe well, you. Um, well, the, I believe the, the, you. Fact is, the fact is it was New Year's Day and we were recording episodes at that time. Ah, yeah. We were recording episodes on New Year's Day. I remember this well. Um, but how, were you, how was your experience of having COVID-19 then? What was oh, it like? I, to be honest with you, it was more the fact that... Um, look, I, I don't want to kind of say that my experience is typical or my experience is this, that, and the next thing or, or whatnot, but it is a case that um, where I am, uh, you know, it, I'm not going to say it was a walk in the park, I mean, because it clearly wasn't, but um, I, if that's what it's like when you get the so-called uh, more milder version um, and uh, after having had three jags against it, why are people, why, why is Novak Djokovic so, you know, against getting a vaccine? That would absolutely floor him, athlete or not. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah he well, could uh, end up, he could end up in, in hospital on his deathbed just because he's been stubborn and went, do you know what? Um, I'm not going to take the vaccine. And and I, I just, just as, as a shout out to, to Novak Djokovic, for 3.3 or 3.5 million pounds or million dollars, whatever it is that the prize fund was for that tennis tournament, you can stick me with whatever vaccines you want. I saw, right <laughs> I saw that. That was on. Uh, I, in fact, I just watched that this morning. Was that on the John Bishop show? John was it? Bishop, yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. For the, the three million dollars, you can do whatever you want. You know, straight from the monkey. <laughs> that's what the guy said, wasn't it? Straight, <laughs> straight from, from the, the monkey into my mouth. mouth. <laughs> uh, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, I watched that this morning. That was quite funny. I'm just catching up with that kind of stuff. You know, it's been a while. Yeah, since well, I, I watched it all last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least you've, you've had it now. So, you, you know, no, you've I've kinda, had that one. I've had that you've one. You've had that one, right? Which is something. But I guess the positive... I mean, I'd rather have not had it, to be fair. But Yeah, yeah. But the the positive outcome of this that I kind of see from this, right? Because the whole time that this COVID thing has been going, I've constantly thought to myself, right, you don't know, you know, you hear stories of young, fit people getting it and, and dying, right? Uh, or getting very, very sick and having long COVID. And, and then you hear of people who, you know, get it and they have zero symptoms and, and they're absolutely fine. And, you know, they didn't even know they had COVID-19 because so, of it. You know, so, 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 so they say, but I don't believe a word that comes out of that person's mouth. No, I, uh, in general, just the, the one that um, has caused this for my uh, family. Yeah, okay, so your personal experience is, is that, that one thing. But uh, for me, this whole time, you know, the 18 months or however long it's been now, maybe, what, 20 months or, or something, I don't know. Well, it's getting um, on that way, yeah. Yeah, so for that period of time, I've, I've constantly had this thought in my head. It, you just don't know, you know, what's going to happen if you get it. You know, could you... Like, for me personally, could I be that person who is asymptomatic? Could it just be a fact that... I, I'm, I'm not going to be affected by it. Perhaps I've got, you know, genes that affect it. Because I remember there were stories where they said certain people have a gene or a, a blood type or, or this or that that means yeah. that they are dark, naturally dark, immune to something like this, you know? Dark blue washed out denim. Dark blue washed out denim? Does that stop you getting COVID-19? Well, you were talking about jeans, so Oh, possibly. jeans, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, do you know what? I haven't worn jeans for years. Um... Partly because, well, they do come in my size, but I, I can't find them in my size. Uh, and also just because I, I started to find them really uncomfortable for some reason. And I know that's weird to say because jeans are like some of the most comfortable things you can wear, right? And for most of my life, that was the case. I'd wear jeans, they were so comfortable, this is life, brilliant. And then one day I was like, I, I put on a pair of what I wear now, you know, like cargo pants, I guess they call them, you know, cargo trousers. 
And uh, I was just like, oh my God, these are so much more comfortable. And that was it. From then on, these were kind of the ones that I focused on. I, I had a period where I kind of did the two, you know, so like... Depending on the day, you I might two wear two pairs jeans. of trousers at once. <laughs> no, I didn't do is that, that not difficult to get about? In? Is it any wonder that they weren't comfortable? <laughs> that would be very uncomfortable. Maybe you know, I could have maybe like you know, sewn them up in the middle and joined them up at the top, and had one leg a pair of denim and the other leg a pair of cargo pants. But um, I went through a period of like one day I'd wear the jeans and the other day I'd wear the cargo pants, and you know, so on and so on. And then eventually, I just like no. Nah, threw away the jeans, and that was me. And that was me. I think that was the moment I started to embrace turning old. Right, and I know I'm not old, and I know I'm forty, and I know that the forty is now the new like twenty-five or whatever you want to call it. But the thing is, I think I've I was born. I've said this before. I think I was born to be retired. Right, I was born to be that old guy sitting on the park bench with a paper, you know, just enjoying the world and and not working and, and drawing my pension, doing whatever I want, and, and having my whole day to myself and, and doing nothing, slippers on, watching the telly, heating on, sitting there with my wee my wee cardigan and my my, my, my tartan uh, sheet pulled over me to stay warm if I need it, all that kind of stuff. Going to bed at like 10pm and uh, getting up at like 5 in the morning and, you know, all that. I, I was born to be that way. And I think when I threw away the jeans, it was my way of starting to embrace that idea that I'm, I, I'm just, I don't care, you know, let me get old. And I have slippers now. I never wore slippers in my life. When I was a wee boy, I think I did, because that's just what parents did with their kids at that time they bought them slippers like but i never liked them and i never wore them the rest of my life until i turned about 39 um or no was it 40 when did i get these slippers i think i got these slippers when i actually turned 40 <laughs> um and, and that's just it i'm just embracing old age um but what i was saying about the covid thing though i was thinking to myself is it you don't know right it's possible i could get it and not know it's possible i could get it and just get a little bit ill but not really bother it might just be like a mild cold it's possible i could get covid19 and it could uh, completely wipe me out and, and I'm just like, uh, but not bad enough to be in the hospital or I could end up in the hospital but survive it and come out or I could end up in the hospital and obviously die. And you just don't know. And you're right about different variants coming out and there's, you know, there might be a worse one coming along at some point, um, which could be totally different experience for people who have already had the, the previous ones. Um, but I guess in a sense, you've now kind of got a rough idea of what to expect if you get this one. You know, or something similar to this one, and and I, I guess what I'm asking is, does it not give you a positive idea in your head that if you do get something similar to this one again, you're going to feel more confident about actually surviving it? You know, you're not going to be scared of it as much per se. You know what I mean? Uh, no, because like, like I say, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, so let, let's let's take an example, right? Uh, and I'm not sure where I'm going to go with this, so just bear with me, all right? Uh -oh. But you, you have often told me that you know you love definitely maybe, and you love Morning Glory, yeah? Yep, they are the two best Oasis albums, and the only ones I actually have really listened. To. So, so in your opinion, yeah, absolutely right. So those two are fantastic, right? And they're great, and they're the benchmark of what um, the albums should be in this, that, and the next thing. Okay, moving on from there, you've got you know Be Here Now comes out. And it's like, well, it's it's still good to kind of throw everything at the wall and then you get to stand on the shoulder of giants and it's a bit milder. It's certainly not what you'd expect. Do you know what I mean? Give it another couple of albums and they come back fighting on all cylinders. It's that sort of thing that I reckon is still going to happen 
with COVID-19. COVID-19 is not going anywhere, you know, by the same token, you know, like the flu and the cold don't go anywhere. It's just a case that, you know, we've learned to, and to use that well-worn phrase, we've learned to live with it. But that was my point before, though, before we started recording this one, is that this is now going to just be around for probably the rest of the time. Now, this is a new flu type of thing. And the flu already kills millions of people a year. This is going to kill, you know, hundreds of thousands of people a year, if not a million or more uh, every year, because that's just what it is now. You know, we, we I don't think we can live in a world where we... I mean, well, we could. I mean, we do a flu vaccine every year, I suppose, for the people who need it. So we could potentially do a COVID vaccine every year, but just the one, you know, maybe sort of October, November time, the same time as the flu one, just to look, come in for your, your booster and away you go or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still one of those things where when you're young... So I've only had the flu one time in my life where it absolutely knocked me out. When I was, I think I was like... 17 or 18 and it was at christmas and it was one week and i was in my bed that whole time and i couldn't get out of bed except to go to the the toilet and i was just i felt terrible my muscles my body it was just uh and that was the flu completely floored me right but i survived it i don't know if i've had the flu since i might have had the flu since but it wasn't as bad and i've been okay or maybe i just haven't had the flu since maybe just you know i've managed to avoid it somehow i don't know but the thing is as you get older so when i get like to 60 70 80 that's when the flu, I had it when I was like 17, 18 and I survived it after one week, I was absolutely fine. But when I get to 70, it could kill me, you know, because it might just be, well, you're older now, your body's different and you can't combat it the way you did before. Or I might get it again and my body says, no, you're, you're absolutely fine. Your body can totally handle this. You know, it's the flu. Your, your body knows how to deal with this. And apparently that's why we don't get the same cold twice, because your body learns how to fight every cold. There's so many cold variants out there and that's why they can never you know, find a complete cure for the cold because it's impossible. And what is, and what is the cold? The cold is just a virus. You know, it's just no, a no, no, virus. no, no, no. It's a virus. You missed out a word there. Uh, the common cold. You wanted me to say? No, it's it? a it's a coronavirus. Okay, yeah, it's a coronavirus. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's exactly the same thing. You know, it's a cold flu symptom. It's, it's a thing that you're going to get. It's a virus that comes out, and and you're going to get it. And, and some people. Um, when I get the normal common cold, I very rarely have any symptoms of it. You know, a little bit of a runny oh. nose, um, maybe a little bit of a blocked nose sometimes. That's about it. That's all I get Anytime I get the common cold. That's literally it. It doesn't make me sit, stay in bed for a couple of days. It doesn't make me get on the couch and feel like, oh, I don't get a headache. I don't get a sore throat. I don't get any of that stuff. I just get a tiny little bit of a runny nose. Uh, need to blow it a couple of times a day and that's it. It's gone after usually like three, four days and I'm absolutely fine. Well, lucky you. Yeah, exactly. But that's my point, right? So maybe my body, maybe I do have something in my body that says, hey, you can handle this stuff. Just go out there and live your life and don't worry yeah. about it. And COVID-19 yeah. is going to come probably, along and if you got it, you can not. handle it. You just probably don't know. Not. You just don't know. You just don't okay, know. You just don't know, but probably We just not. don't know because there are people out there exactly like me, same body type, same age, everything who have had COVID-19 and they were absolutely fine. Probably unvaccinated as well. And they were probably absolutely fine. So you just don't know. I mean, when this first came out, they said, oh, it's, don't worry about it, it's only elderly people. And then a little while later, oh, don't worry about it, it's only elderly people and, you know, people who are obese, like people who, you know, that, that's kind of the, the worrying people at the moment. But then it didn't, Was you know, it became so much more. It became, no, actually, it does affect everybody. Like, it is potentially, you could be under 40 and die from this. And also kids can die from this. It's incredibly rare, but it can happen. And and that's just how a virus it's, progresses it's and we learn more It's incredibly about it. rare because we've got 30 years of data. No, you don't. It's incredibly rare because you've only got three weeks of data. Uh, at that time, yeah, exactly. But as time went on, it became more and more. So the numbers did go up. But you could see when you look at the figures of how many elderly have died of it, how many 
uh, people with underlying conditions have died of it and how many people under 40 have died of it, all of them have gone up, you know, but just in different amounts because obviously the different age groups. And that's why they can say that if you're younger or fitter or, or whatever or don't have an underlying health condition, you're more likely to not have any serious complications of it. But if you're elderly or obese or you do have underlying health conditions, then you are more likely to have complications from it. But that doesn't mean that you will. That just means you're more likely to have. It doesn't mean that you will. So that's what I'm saying. There's probably elderly people who've had it who just had nothing. Like, just a tiny little feeling of, uh, but nothing major. Maybe just like the common cold. And then you'll have people who were, you know, severely obese who are probably like, oh, yeah, I'm a bit like, just like I've got a cold. Or maybe they didn't have any symptoms. Because you're always going to have each side of that story, aren't you? You know, and not every single person who is elderly got it and died. But by the same token, it is something that still needs to be treated with respect and treated with caution. I know. It's not a case that, oh, you know, Simon, you've had it now, so, you know, just go and live your life. Well, no, I'm still going to be as cautious as I need to be. You know, in, in our country, you know, we're still issuing the guidance for we're mask wearing and uh, working from home and all that sort of stuff, right? Whereas our friends south of the border are just like, ah, it's done, see it. No, I think they're still wearing masks, aren't they? But they've been told to go back uh, no, to No, no, I think, I think that's a choice that people are making. Yeah, well, sensible people probably are. But then I say the word sensible but then, people. But then sensible people will be the ones that have been out and gotten their, their, uh, their vaccines. It's like there was one guy on the news the other day who, you know, uh, dragged his heels and was get in his first one and it was this big news story because you know ho ho outreach medicine so he can get his first vaccine it's like mate you've you've had the option of getting it for months now and you've dragged your heels you know oh now that you're on the telly it's like all right let's go and get it and it's like why are you getting it because don't want covid in it it's like well that was surely the same reason six months ago when you're offered it yeah well for me it wasn't about not getting covid for me it was just about like um you know, if I wanted to, I I could see the way things were going, and I knew that it was eventually going to get to a point where some people were in places were going to be like, "Hey, you can't come in unless you've had your jags, and you can prove it." And and that is what happened, you know, in some parts. And I d- I didn't want to be left out. If I in, wanted to go Australia. to the cinema, Australia, yeah, totally. Just you're not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm not going to be visiting Australia anytime soon. But if I wanted to, I'd have to show them evidence that potentially and, if I was and, going there in the next couple of months, you know, and maybe not in the next three years. Oh, well, they said that Novak Djokovic can appeal that. You know, they might allow him in, in under under certain circumstances. Well, um, I, the, the circumstances of he must go through every sort of interrogation on nothing to declare. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, or more likely, you know, then a year or, t- year or so that COVID's not such a big deal anymore. And they're like, hey, do you know what? You don't have to be vaccinated now to come into the country. You're a sports star. You, you do bring a lot of money to our country, sports you know, because people star. come to come to visit you and watch you play at the Australian Open and that generates um, revenue for local businesses and therefore, yeah, we're going to let you in. Because at the end of the day, that's what it all boils down to, right? It's all about the money and things. Um, Yeah, but what was I saying before that? There was something I was going to say before that and then we got uh, sidetracked there with the whole Djokovic thing. I can't remember. I cannot remember. Oh, it's going to come to me at like three o'clock in the morning one night and I'm going to be like, right, Simon, (laughs) grab your headset. Good luck with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I feel like at least you've survived it, which is the great news. You're feeling a lot better. I've which survived is this one. Yeah, you've survived this one. You're feeling a lot better. You, you know, the, compared to where you were, at least anyway. Um, as you say, you, you don't know the full effects of, of what's happened, and potentially, 
you might be someone who does end up with some form of long COVID, you know, whatever that but is. But I never said that. You, you, you've been the one that's trying to say that, and you've been the one that's... No, earlier on you said that. You, you said you've that. been trying to say to me, you know, that uh, things would um, become smaller as a result of this in articles that you've sent me through the week, and I'm like, yeah, mate, can you stop trying to wind me up? Earlier on in the episode, at the very beginning, you said that. When you're listening back to this, you'll hear that, and you'll go, oh, yeah, so I did. I did say that. I'll take your word for it. You did. You said something along the lines of, "Oh yeah, I've, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've got, I've got better at least, you know, from what I know oh, now." Right, yeah. That I've, kind of I've thing. So that's, that's what I'm referencing. I've, I've you know, recovered to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And and like you, I mean, you don't know because people with long COVID, they probably were the same. They were like, "Oh, I'm recovered now. I'm fine." But then, you know, weeks, months down the line, they realise actually this is a, a a continuation of what I had, and and this is now part of my life. And hopefully, that will not be the case for you and your family. You know, that's the the thing. Um, but yeah, this one I think is going to be a shorter one. We just wanted to talk about Simon having COVID just because it was something to talk about. And Exciting also, um, if you do find that particular person um, uh, drowning in a pool of their own blood, it wasn't me. I was here recording this episode. Well, that's another thing, you know, like you, uh, I mean, are you saying now that relationships uh, are now damaged because of this, what's happened? There is no, well, there was very poor relationship to start with, but there's certainly not one now. It's like, here's the thing, right? I can handle it, right? I've had my three vaccines, right? And, or inoculations or whatever it is that, you know, you deem that we can call it, right? I've had my jags and that's how it affected me. How did it affect my little boy who was the first in the house to get it? without any vaccines and stuff. Now, I know the whole thing of, oh, it's generally not as bad for kids and this, that, and the next thing. And it seems to have been, but he's still not fully recovered, all right? But here's the thing, is that it's fine if it's an adult, do you know what I mean? But if it's a kid, especially a kid like that, who's, you know, got no idea of what's going on, how do you explain it, you know, to your kids so that they understand, you know, at that age when all they're wanting to do is watch Bob the Builder? Bob the Builder. Oh, there might be an episode of Bob the Builder coming up soon that'll, you know, reference COVID. Let's hope not. Just to explain it to the kids, you know. Was uh, your son at the gathering, though? Or was he another one who was second-hand? No, he, he was uh, at the gathering, yeah. He was at the gathering, right, okay. So you don't know if he's picked it up there or, or second-hand, you know, coming Well, I think again. he's picked it up there because he was the first to come down with it. Right, right. Okay, so you think he's picked it up and then... The, the other two of you have maybe picked it up from him rather than the person at the party? or Well, like I say, 50-50, because I certainly have. Yeah, well, you know you have, absolutely, because you weren't I've there. I've picked it up so. from, from one of the other two, you know. Yeah, but... yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Um, but if anybody out there has listened and you've had an experience of COVID and you want to tell us about it, then Roxy is about to come up to tell you all the ways you can get in touch. And uh, also, I want to give a wee shout-out to some of our Twitter followers, by the way, because we've had a, a few... Uh, extra followers this week, you know, I've seen the notifications pop up on my phone and we appreciate that. Don't know who you are, don't know where you're from, don't know if you're following us even because you've listened to the podcast or if you've just randomly seen our, our page or you're following us because we follow someone that you follow and you've decided just to follow everybody in hopes that we'll follow you back. I, I have no idea. But if you're somebody who you listens... them back? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, so that worked well then. I don't tend to do that very much, you know. I, we, do, we do follow people on Twitter, but I don't generally follow back people who are followers who look like they might be either seeking something because right when we first did the twitter uh, uh page right and we set it up I, I got a lot of friend invites from some places who i would follow back or or whatever and then suddenly i was getting like 
emails coming in saying things like, Hi, I promote podcasts and I can, you know, for this sum of money, I can get you like a hundred followers and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Oh, wow. So a hundred grand for a hundred followers. Yeah. Well, whatever it was, I don't know. It was like, you know, whatever. Basically, they were saying, I can promote your podcast, get you new listeners, I guarantee it, blah, 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 blah. And I just thought, I'm not interested in that. You know, that's not why we do this at the moment. I mean, if one day we get popular enough that we can go down the route of, you know, advertising and actually making some money from, from doing something we love doing then that's brilliant but i'm not going to pay someone to go out there and get me what? you know followers or listeners when, for when, are, podcast we, when are we starting okay, that thing anyway. that we love doing oh simon oh have you ruined it have you ruined oh, the no. podcast no no i've ruined the pod party no oh, the pod party forgive me Thanks for listening to this episode of Orpov. To catch up on previous episodes, head over to anchor.fm slash Orpov or check your favorite podcast app directory. To contact the show with ideas that you would like to hear the guys talk about, send an email to orpovpod at gmail.com or visit anchor.fm slash Orpov and click on message. You can follow the show on Twitter at OrpovPod. And if you haven't done so already, remember to hit that subscribe button so that all future episodes of Orpov arrive safely on your device and you never miss a random point of view. 